107.7, 1077thebronc.com, proudly nominated for a 2019 and 2021 National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Award for College Radio Station of the Year, and broadcasting live from the Bronx all-new digital broadcast studios, welcome you to Your Pet Matters with Dr. Michael Tequila. Sit down, grab a blanket, and snuggle up with your furry family, because it's time for Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, where Dr. Michael Tequila will discuss everything you need to know to keep your fuzzy friends happy, healthy, and safe. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care, 390 County Road, Route 518, Skillman. For more information online, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Here he is now, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Good morning. Welcome to Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tequila. And on today's show, let's talk about COVID, COVID-19. Now, we're probably in our third week of isolation at this point when this is being aired. And... I just wanted to go through the process of what's happening in the veterinary profession. Um, first and foremost, big shout out to all the healthcare providers and their support team for giving their all, putting their lives on the line to help with this pandemic. At this point in time, I think things are going to start to peak and get better. Um, statistically, because there is no vaccine, there probably will be a second area or time where we're gonna to have to go into an isolation mode. Um, we're just using China as our model right now. And it's still unknown as to how readily this virus is spreading. So please continue to do your self-isolation, wear a mask at all times. Right now in our state, it's recommended or mandatory to wear a mask in public settings, limit your exposure, stand at least six feet apart for those of you not in the u.s two meters <laughs> and we'll just get through this together so let's start about talking about how the process actually works for the veterinary world so we've for the most part have gone to what we call curbside care or virtual care so let's talk about the first curbside care so the way it works is if your pet needs to be seen at your veterinarian you call ahead they will go through the process of what curbside care is which basically means you do not leave your vehicle you do not enter the building a person will come out um, and will be garbed in protective wear from a gown a mask gloves possibly a face shield at this point the history for what is going on will probably take care, take place over the phone. So when you arrive at the practice, you will phone and say, hey, I'm here. And you will get a history over the phone. A team member will come out and get your pet, which will go inside and we'll do a physical exam. And keep in mind that we're actually wearing the same protective gear, gear inside. Um, a combination of what is needed to protect ourselves from the unknowns and honestly to protect ourselves from each other um you know we go home and we have lives outside of here and um hopefully there is no potential exposure but we're protecting ourselves so your pet will get a physical exam recommendations diagnostic tests and treatment will be performed um, a discussion will take place over the phone 
and then payment is done via credit card over the phone as well and then your pet is returned to your vehicle to you there are some cases for unfortunately if we're talking end of life many times veterinary hospitals will either say i'm sorry you can't come in or yes you can come in on the basis that you are gowned gloved and masked in the process and and limiting the number of individuals coming into the building the other form is virtual um, care right now you can create a um, meeting a lot of veterinary practices are using zoom it's a video software um, conferencing modality used where you could have a discussion with a veterinarian and go over signs and symptoms. Um, at that point in time, I think you're looking at two things. You're looking at either the pet needs to come in physically to be seen or for example, a recheck exam or something else, then maybe a discussion over the Zoom will suffice. Um, and then there is charges made over credit card um, again and either prior to or after and then that case is closed everything is recorded so then it becomes part of the pet's record so everything's in there but but that's how we're dealing with um covid right now um it it's it's one of those things that needs to be be done um unfortunately um one thing i will point out and this is a scenario that I think many vets are facing is a lot of people just don't want to come in. Um, it's very difficult even before COVID when telehealth is done is to actually do a diagnosis on a pet or if there is something wrong that you can't just discuss um, over a audio or video signal. Um, it's really best to bring your pet in. I had a little situation at the clinic where a pet hadn't been seen for 18 months. Um, and typically what you need to do is you need to do a physical exam once a year to continue what is called a doctor-patient relationship, in which case then he can prescribe medications and the client wanted medications prescribed. Um, unfortunately, we can't do that because we don't know the condition of your pet and <clears throat> heaven help us if we do prescribe something and it's going to lead to a negative reaction based on the current medical status of your pet. So. I know it's tough, um, especially if you are COVID positive or been diagnosed with COVID. Um, I think that in those cases, the discussions are, is there someone else in the household who could bring your pet in? Is there you know, another way of doing something? Um, but that's the way it works. Um, one thing I didn't touch on was that that was a day practice approach. The emergency centers are slightly different where when you arrive, because they don't really have a history of your pet, there's an individual's outside gown and garbed who will then take the history and bring your pet inside um, for care. And those are those are difficult scenarios, um, but they, and kudos to them, they are open 24 hours a day. Many of us uh, day practitioners have actually limited our hours. We wanna decrease our exposure um, and, you know, normal healthcare may or may not be happening um, in day practices and it's really those difficult cases those emergent cases um, those needed surgeries or treatments are the ones that are happening in the referral centers and so um, you know they don't they may not have a history that you have with your pet so that's something definitely to think about there um, so that's the COVID scenario in the vet world and things will change as time goes on um, and there are some practices that aren't actually closing um, so it's a difficult time for everyone and and 
one thing that I need to point out is that although we provide medical care to your pets, a veterinary hospital is a small business and they are facing the same small business issues that every small business faces. We are fortunate now that we are not all closed. Um, there are some small businesses that are actually closed. There are some small businesses that might actually be doing very well. So um, in a time like this, we are looking at ways of how can we get to the point of providing care for your pet without exposing risks to either you or us. That is an interesting thing. And that's something that we're all working out right now um, to figure out which is best and how we can get through this. Let's take a short break. You're listening to Your Pet Matters right here on 1077, 1077thebronc.com. The following is an encore presentation of Your Pet Matters with many new shows to come. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Your Pet Matters to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Now, Here's a replay of Your Pet Matters with Dr. Michael Takiwa. We're back with Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, discussing everything you need to know to keep your furry friends happy, healthy, and safe. Only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome back. And if you're just joining us, this is Your Pet Matters, and I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Takiwa. Um, I wanted to talk about all the stuff that, you know, it, this show is kind of dedicated to COVID-19 um, and everything that is what we're dealing with. It's it's really of, you know, all the, all the issues that small businesses like mine um, and health and everything. Um, to date, so the date uh, this is airing, we know that um, COVID has been found positive in a couple dogs and a couple cats. Um, the most recent would be the Bronx Zoo tigers. Uh, the lions and tigers were exhibiting some upper respiratory signs and they swabbed and found them. Um, what we don't know and the current understanding is that there is no evidence that a COVID positive dog and no evidence that a COVID positive cat or feline can spread that to us. The incident at the zoo, it was determined that a worker who was infected actually gave it to the cats. Think about this though, is that the, how close are you gonna get to a tiger? I don't care if you work at a zoo or not, but this worker who showed the signs of COVID um, gave it to the cats. All the cats are expected to have a normal recovery. There were mild upper respiratory signs. Um, so the way we're looking at it in this world, veterinary world, mind you, let me let me backtrack. The dog, the positive dog was a infected individual in China, had an older dog, I think 16 or 17, that the nasal samples um, presented positive for COVID. They were put in isolation. They were tested again in a few days. They were tested positive. And that dog subsequently passed away. But if you have a geriatric dog that you throw in isolation for three months, um, it's not necessarily due to the COVID. There's no indication that this dog died to, due to an upper respiratory infection. This dog did not show signs of upper respiratory infection. So getting back to how are we dealing with this as veterinarians? The way we're dealing with this as veterinarians is if you are COVID positive, stay away from your cat. <laughs> um, 
you know, limit your exposure, wear a mask, and that applies to anyone else in the household, two-legged or four-legged. Um, you know, you don't want to spread that to your pets. Um, the recommendation for pets in general, and I, this applies mostly to dogs because we do walk our dogs. I still walk my dogs outside, is that practice the same social isolation, social separation that you would do with humans with your pets. Um, right now, there's no indication that the fur or anything's gonna carry the, pet, um, carry the virus, but what we're doing in the practice is we're wiping down leashes, we're wiping down fur, we're, we're wearing gloves and masks and everything when we do physical exams. So you really want to limit what you're doing with that. So the best approach is to do the proactive approach where you don't want to, you know, put your hands on and breathe into your pet and everything like that. Um, if you don't have the signs and symptoms, go for it. Everything's great that way. But that's how we stand. So if there's any fear that, you know, your cat's going to give you COVID, it's usually the other way around. Um, and there's no indication that these pets are getting into serious trouble. Having said all that, things change on a basis. We don't know if the virus mutates. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, we don't know what's happening in our world, in the human world. So just play it safe that way. And, um, you know, if you have questions, definitely call your veterinarian. They'll be more than happy to talk to you about everything that way. Um, if your pet exhibits upper respiratory infection signs and by that i mean they're sneezing they're coughing um, in worse cases their appetite goes down there is nasal discharge it goes from clear to mucousy those are most likely a typical upper respiratory infection um, in many of those cases we do want to see your pet we do want to talk to you about what the options are for that there is a bad influenza virus that dogs can get and it can be fatal in dogs that aren't treated so you definitely want to at the very least talk to your veterinarian second case is do a curbside appointment with your veterinarian um, but if your pet is really showing signs of lethargy fever decreased appetite hacking away those are signs that you know you want to get your your pet looked at other signs of coughing sneezing difficulty breathing can range from asthma in heart disease you could have difficulty breathing and coughing um, those are other typical signs that can lead to issues in all those types of cases you do want your pet looked at you do want your pet looked at by a veterinarian so so call your veterinarian make that appointment um, if you're hesitant to bring your pet in, um, ask to see, have a virtual consult with your veterinarian. Um, I talked about this the last segment. In cases like that, it may be something that they can talk you through things, but they may say, listen, I don't have enough information or your pet sounds really bad that we definitely need to be seen. Okay, so that's what I wanted to talk about um, the COVID situation here in the vet world. Stay tuned. Keep that dial tuned to 107.7 on your FM or keep listening. Um, if you want to listen to us via the internet, um, there is two apps that you can download, namely WRRC1 and WRRC2 available on iOS and Android devices. We also archive these stories um, at 107 7thebronc.com you can listen to audio archives 
So stay tuned, we'll be right back after these messages. Every weekend, you'll find a project to get involved with. And sometimes, it'll include your scaly or furry partner in crime. From Your Pet Matters with Dr. T, it's time for Producer's Pet Project. Your go-to for pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and overall helpful tips and tricks to keep your best friend happy and healthy. Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. Hello everyone, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Your Pet Matters. I'm your producer Wade Buchanan, and today I want to talk to the people who think about getting a pet but aren't too sure. Well, I could say from experience, at least in the dog standards, that properly taking care of a dog. As a dog owner, you want to know that you are taking proper care of your dog. This means learning about the basic needs, the basic care, and the essentials that it ensures its health and happiness. Proper nutrition, preventative veterinary care, health monitoring, grooming, a place to call its own, and plenty of exercise and affection will create an environment in which your dog can thrive. Luckily, all of these things are relatively easy to provide for your pooch. So what you'll need is quality dog food, a crate bed or a dog house, some toys, grooming supplies, you need to make time for exercise, a relationship with a veterinarian, and attention and affection to offer. Proper nutrition includes a healthy balanced diet, which is a fundamental part of basic dog care. Do some research in the food companies that pledge to use high quality ingredients and formulate foods that are nutritionally complete and balanced. Then choose a quality diet that your pet enjoys. Spending lots of money on holistic top of the line diets might not be necessary, but you shouldn't skimp by either. Many companies provide samples you can try without buying a whole bag or case. Others offer a money-back guarantee if your dog doesn't like the food. If you choose to provide a homemade diet, discuss your options with your veterinarian first. Studies have shown that the vast majority of recipes available in books or online are not nutritionally complete or balanced. Then, make small batches until you're sure your dog actually likes it, and ensure you're meeting all of your dog's nutritional needs. Dogs are social animals, and they are generally not content with excluded from the family unit. Though some circumstances may require dogs to live outside, most will thrive when they can be their people indoors. Your dog should have an area of the house dedicated as being its own space, such as a kennel, crate, or bed. This is where your dog can go from some downtime when things get a little overwhelming. Set your ground rules, enforce off-limit areas of the house, and welcome your dog into permissible areas. If your dog spends time outdoors, Provide access to a doggy door or a temperature-controlled doghouse. Never leave your dog unattended playing outside without shelter, especially during extreme hot or cold weather as this can result in severe health consequences. Keeping your dog healthy with regular exercise and preventative veterinary care is a must. Establish an exercise routine even if it's just a stroll around the block once a day. Depending on the breed, your dog may require to more exercise to burn off extra energy and keep it fit. Establish a good relationship with a veterinarian and schedule a wellness checkup for your dog at least once or twice a year. Quite often, potential problems can be identified and treated before your dog shows signs of illness. Within just a few visits, your vet will get to know you and your dog and be able to make recommendations for any health, nutrition, or behavioral questions you have. Every dog needs basic grooming, such as bathing, toothbrushing, and nail trimming. Some dogs even need regular haircuts. 
find a reputable groomer, or learn to groom your dog at home. Then, establish a grooming regimen that suits your dog's lifestyle and stick with it. Dogs thrive on structure and consistency. Proper training is paramount to your dog's quality of life. Choose a training program that works for your lifestyle and your dog's needs, then follow through with it. You may prefer to join a training class with a professional instructor or want to learn about dog training on your own. Either way, reinforce good behavior and never punish your dog when the inevitable mistakes are made. Punishment is counterproductive and harms a dog's ability to trust. Be consistent and you will see positive results. Maintaining the human-canine bond is vital for your dog to thrive and is a major component of basic dog care that many people disregard. Remember that domestic dogs are social animals that need interaction with humans. Set aside time for you and your dog to bond each day. Petting your dog, playing with toys, talking, or going for a walk or a car ride are some ways you can strengthen and preserve this bond. When your dog has to spend extended periods of time alone, give it something to do. Chews or food dispensing toys can always help ward off boredom. Any of the elements of basic dog care can be customized to your needs and what your dog accepts. Many dog owners, for instance, find that crate training is essential and that it is where the dog spends much of its alone time. Then again, some people prefer more of an open living arrangement and train their dog to obey house rules without a crate. The key to remember is that if something is not working out, there's an alternative that you can try that might work perfectly. It's also important to be patient with your dog and try not to make too many drastic changes all at once. Many dogs thrive on routine and upsetting that can lead to behavioral problems. Whenever you're in doubt about your dog's basic needs, ask your vet for advice. Beyond health concerns, vets want to make sure that animals they care for are living as happily as possible, so most are more than willing to help with any questions you have. That's all the time I have for this episode. Tune in next week where I give you more tips and tricks to keep your furry friends happy, healthy, and safe. Till then, back to Dr. T and Your Pet Matters. I'm your producer, Wade Buchanan, and I will see you in the next one. Stay safe, everybody. That was today's segment of Producer's Pet Project. Your one stop for all things pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and more. Be sure to tune in next time. And for a more in-depth conversation, listen to Your Pet Matters with Dr. T every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. Only on 1077 The Bronx. The following is an encore presentation of Your Pet Matters, with many new shows to come. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Your Pet Matters to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Now, here's a replay of Your Pet Matters with Dr. Michael Takiwa. We're back with Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, discussing everything you need to know to keep your furry friends happy, healthy, and safe. Only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Pet Matters right here on 107.7 The FM Dial, 1077thebronc.com. And we've been dedicating the show to COVID. Um, I want to want to end the show with a, just a personal experience I have in my business. Um, and it pertains to just what I was faced with prior to COVID and during COVID. Um, it's interesting. So, so many of my clients didn't know 
<laughs> you listening didn't know. So prior to COVID, so shortly after the Christmas holidays, um, I had two key team members um, call out for medical leave. Um, it is what, springtime and one is still out on medical leave. The other returned for a short stint um, to work less than four hours per day, less than 20 hours, 25 hours a week um, on a fixed schedule, fixed work um, protocol. Uh, Both these were skilled technicians. And when I say skilled is the highest skill you can obtain as a technician is to moderate anesthesia. So you can imagine that half my technician, half my workforce, my key technicians were out. Um, And the one that did return wasn't allowed to lift anything over five pounds. So in the technician world, you have to even restraining a cat or lifting a cat cats weigh more than five pounds for on average an average females 10 pounds average males 12 pounds so so basically not being able to function in the duties that they they were designed to to work for me um and then now due to exposure to covid on her husband's part potential exposure to covid she is now out um so it, it's just it was just a whirlwind of a situation we had to cut down on our number of doctors present per day um the the revenue lost was was incalculable um and the drain on the human condition having other team members work more than they should have um is just incredibly draining um and to top it off i had a team member who started to go out on maternity leave and so I'm going to dedicate the segment to the team member that actually came back from maternity leave who's been with me forever. Um, Her name's Emily. She has done a great job of actually having my back. But but I wanted to create the scenario for you, the listening audience, just to understand that um, picture yourself just having a child and your goal was to come back on a part-time basis and help out. But you're thrown into full-time plus overtime because of the situation that the business had. And so this particular Um, situation that happened personally to my business really reflected in me as to the qualities of what makes a great employee. Um, Number one was the selflessness that employees have in the sense that a great employee comes into a crisis and we're still calling this the crisis, which is interesting, um, and doesn't say, well, well, you know, well, I can't, I need this, I need this, this is what I need to do. The question they ask is, how can I help? And so there's a quote of uh, Fred Rogers when he said that he was scared. His mom said, always look for the helpers. You will see the helpers. So I think a helper is a huge quality for a team member and something to look out for. Um, Emily, although trained in anesthetic monitoring and trained in doing dentals, was not comfortable doing them, thrown into them. So getting out of your comfort zone, what makes anyone grow anyone grow is the best things happen when you're out of your comfort zone and so for any of you aspiring people out there who want to improve yourself just get out of your comfort zone but but having to be thrown into that is incredible um and the other thing she's not comfortable with is teaching well we have new team members coming on board right so it's like i had to get relief technicians on board and kudos to them thank you so much those relief technicians who come in you know who you are um but emily had to train them in our protocols and then we have new employees so emily's training them in our protocols as well so 
things out of her comfort zone she's willing to do and has done which is unreal and what's interesting is that there's a great quote from Brene Brown who's a motivational speaker and um, business management consultant and she says sometimes the most bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up and so I think that the the great employees just show up they appear they are there whether they're comfortable with it or not they just show up and so I think that's something you should look for an employee and the other thing is not necessarily a trait in an employee it's something that I would say that it's more how do you know who has your back and I'm gonna take that from a life perspective to a business management perspective you want people who have your back who you know you can count on um, when literally the s hits the fan and it, it's funny because those people are in there they're you know the amount of stuff we have to do um, and to some extent are still doing now this is four months in um, is amazing and so um, it, it's interesting that we do what these calls these shift reports and we put them out and it's funny how um, we actually had to modify who gets these shift reports because the people who are not involved in the situation are giving these commentary on it. And so so my answer to that is this quote, again, from Brene Brown. If you're not in the arena, if you're not in the arena, also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. Is that It's the people who are there. So the people who are with me right now, the admins, the CSR, the technicians, those people are in the arena getting their ass kicked with me, with COVID now. Those are the people that when they're going to give me feedback or they're going to say, hey, listen, you know, we need to do this or I think we should do this. Those are the people that I'm going to listen to. If you're not in there and you're giving this commentary from the outside, that you're, you don't understand. You have no clue. You know, you, you don't know what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. Um, and you don't know what it's like to, to live the experiences that we are currently living in, in, this, um, in this chapter of the world. And so it's, it's important that I get the feedback from the people that are there. And so I think it's, that, and ironically, the people that are there are the ones that have your back. So when they have your back, they ask, how can I help? Um, they're in there with you and they're, they're just showing up and helping you and doing what needs to be done. It's funny, we, all, we always talk in the management world, the needs of the business versus the needs of the individual versus the needs of the um, team. Those are, those are things we always have to balance. And then when your crisis hits, whether it's COVID, whether it's um, you know, loss of employees, those are things where you have to say, what are the needs of the business? In the COVID times is what are the needs of the business, which includes what, what, how can we best give medical care to our patients without putting our clients and our team at risk so you're looking at the best needs of the business um, and we need to stay alive in order to do this we need to stay alive as a business we need to continue to function as a business or there will be no team to help look at the needs for um, so it's it's interesting how how these things are but but that that's the experience that i had and it really put into perspective what are great traits of an employee and and how do they exhibit things like that and i'm sure every business out there has an emily um and and i didn't want this to to overshadow the benefits of those team members that are currently with me and the relief tax etc that are helping with the business as we stand here in covid but it really put in perspective to me this experience that I had of what makes a great team player. And so with that, 
we're gonna end the COVID show. I hope everyone is washing their hands, wear your masks. Um, if you are COVID positive, take my advice about limiting your exposure to your pets. If you, whether you're COVID positive or not, and your dogs are outside, you want to practice social distancing. Um, those dogs with anxiety apparently practice great social distancing. Um, and I also want to end this with putting a shout out to all the small business owners that I know that are struggling at this point in time. Um, get takeout, <laughs> help them, do your virtual, um, lessons do your virtual care um, I keep on thinking about Heavenly Hounds um, dog training Stephanie Kowalewski get your virtual lessons in she's phenomenal whether she's physically beside you or on a screen in front of you she can help you and most importantly of all after you take care of your personal health love your pets like they love you unconditionally have a great day That was Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. You can tune in right here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Or to hear more right now, you can go to 1077thebronc.com slash yourpetmatters, where you can download past episodes as podcasts on your favorite platform like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care, 390 County Road, Route 518, Skillman. For more information online, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. We'll see you next time, only on 1077 The Bronx.